Hey Matt, welcome back. Courtney, we have another guest. Yes, we do. Right now we are about to talk to you with Lydia Dobbins. She is the president and CEO of New Tech Network. Welcome. Thank you. Happy welcome. to be here. Yeah. So tell us, what, what, um, what do you do? What are you passionate about in personalized learning? And what do you have to say? All in uh, 90 seconds yep. or less and be yeah. pithy, witty, and uh, say things you haven't heard before. No problem. Uh, so I am a reformed tech person who found her way into education uh, thanks to my children finding their way through schools. So there you go. we could dissect and rebuild kind of what yeah. it's like to start your life and your professional life in one direction and discover decades later you're in a really different place so that that's sort of the how I got here uh -huh. um, new tech network is a national nonprofit school design firm okay yeah. um, every buzzword I could think of in that sentence right. um, yeah. but <laughs> I usually also like to add um, we don't operate schools so we kind of do everything with a partner who's usually a school district okay. to reimagine schools um, based on a whole school model that is the new tech school model that is uh, a little more than 20 years old. Excellent. So how do people find you? Uh, uh, what, kind of, what kind of district comes your way? Yeah, that's a great question. So there is no one type. Okay. Um, we often get asked uh, whether we're for the schools that have the, have had a long history of not meeting the needs of all students, okay. aka turnaround. Yeah. Um, but the... Having a school model that has project-based learning in the center and has a lot of other elements around it, um, we sort of say it's a resilient and versatile model that can be uh, implemented based on a community's needs. Okay. So they find us usually by word of mouth. Right. So okay. um, they see a school, find out about us through having seen that school. There's sort of nothing more compelling than being able to be immersed in a school and see it's really different, it looks different, smells different, acts different, and then questions of how you got there. And so um, we started at the high school level, but for the last five years have been working in elementary and middle. So now of our 200 or so schools in the network, um, about a third are elementary and middle, and the balance are high schools. So what is, what is one reason you decided to start New Tech Network? I didn't start it. I'd love to claim credit for it. Um, I just gave it we're, to you. So. I know. Um, and, and if it were just us talking, I might claim that. But um, actually, we're about one of the only um, school model organizations that does not have a single founder to kind of lay credit to it. And okay. we're really proud of that. We like to say... We sort of crowdsourced what works in a reimagined school before crowdsourcing was a, a term people knew how to relate to. Right. Um, was a collaborative effort of a school district, uh, the business community, teachers, and parents in Napa, um, whose proximity to Silicon Valley was close enough yep. that the conversation got started with the Silicon Valley folks saying, "We." can't find uh, employees to hire mm. who can who are makers and creators and know how to work with others and and we think high schools are failing to uh, kind of prepare high school students to be competitive uh, with what other countries are doing a lot better job of so it started a really interesting conversation then uh, and for about 18 years, we've been a separate organization whose mission is to spread the gospel. 
Interesting. Yep. So I heard from you uh, talking to us a little bit beforehand, you have a book. Tom Vanderark and I published a book this summer called Better Together, and it's got a really clever subtitle that's something like how school networks can lead to even better personalized and project-based learning or mm -hmm. something like that. Um, <laughs> that's why we call it Better Together, yeah. but yeah. you have to hit all those SEL <laughs> words or else uh, nobody finds you. Sure. Um, but Tom uh, and I uh, came up with the idea for the book in part because there's no shortage of networks available, but there's a, not a good understanding of uh, kind of the context of network design and how network design and network effect in particular can play a role inside education. Mm -hmm. We tend to think about networks and we use that as a proxy for PLCs or we think about either um, good efficient methods of distributing information as in one way rather than actually thinking about some of the important network design concepts like giving and getting not just giving or getting um, and I think in in education there's very little that works to allow individuals and schools to learn together almost all of the emphasis is on professional development at the individual level almost nothing about schools as an entity and very little I would say most schools don't know how to learn as a school Right. sort of right. break in and look into the classrooms and they say that school leader has to get better at this or that math teacher has to get better at this but no real orientation that says schools get better by actually identifying and working together as a collective um, uh, in support of kids so we think that's the best way to get at personalized learning which is to recognize the adults have to learn how to learn together and, and translate that to the student experience. Yeah, kind of models, right? When, yes. Once they're getting along with each other as adults, that that provides a decent model for the kids to, yeah. to see. They just they just see it happening. And collaboration and agency are often given sort of lip service, mm -hmm. uh, but it's hard work to do that. Sure. And it's really hard work to stand up in front of a room and say, "Go do it better." I mean, it, it's <laughs> right. it real. And so the modeling we think is absolutely critical at the adult level. Uh, in an authentic way, because mm. kids have the best uh, BS detectors of oh, yeah. any consumer yep. on the planet. Yes, so, <laughs> so we, I mean, so that means that the teachers and leaders have to learn how to be vulnerable and talk about their own agency, fail in public ways, recover from that, yep. and not feel as though it's a life-ending kind of a sentence right. to have something not go well. Right. So. Right. I think that's very interesting that the um, you're seeing that from the teacher point of view, that it's okay to fail publicly. Mm -hmm. That's the one that just stuck to me, is that if kids see that teachers fail every so often, and it's not the end of the world, that it'll be it'll translate better for them that it's okay to fail because you're always going to learn something from it. Yeah, and we have project-based learnings at the center of our school model, and so and it's not just a little bit of project learning; it's school-wide project learning, yep. every subject, uh, team teaching, so that you're it's an interdisciplinary approach. And you can fail in some spectacular ways <laughs> when you're sure. really moving to project-based learning all the time. Um, and one of the challenges that we see schools struggle with is how to get the support of their parent community who have a very different 
idea about what's okay when yep. it comes to failing. And sure. as someone who was a school board member for eight years, there's this deep sense of you can experiment on other kids, right. not mine. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. and to a school to want to try something different that hasn't been proven and vetted and yeah. is uh, being presented as a foolproof approach to do something new, you can you can really get uh, parents on all the wrong sides of the argument because mm-hmm. it comes from a deep abiding sense of that's my child's future at stake and yep. so um, that's often overlooked in the innovation mishmash which is how to get that strong support and and often uh, make sure you've calibrated on how long it takes to do the thing we're aspiring to Uh, do uh rather than assume this is a quick you know swallow the pill and results can take you know (laughs) hours or weeks it's not that kind of a thing but it's a it's it's a you know stakes are high everywhere in education and and we often you know see in the communities that have parents who, who aren't comfortable or don't know how to be advocates are really different than parents who feel like they are they are charged with that more than anything else. So that's a, I, I have great empathy for anybody on the school side of this trying to build those strong coalitions of support. So what, what would you say are some of the most important things to do? So we, we um, talk about on our podcast the do-dos and the don't-dos mm-hmm. of personalized learning. Um, so what are some of the, those really important do-dos that you um, think should happen? Having a really hard time not smiling about do-dos. We do it on purpose. <laughs> it's a good way to uh, not go into auto-answer. Uh, auto Um, I think one of the most important aspects, whether the do is around uh, personalized learning or developing student agency, what, you know, either a component of it or the whole, is uh, to really make sure that you've got the structural supports that will allow for uh, changes in priorities, changes in staff, and are really not about starting something, but Uh about sustaining it. I think I think in this era of people who, who want who just get hungry, you come to a conference like this and you see ten things you want to go home and do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And m- most people take too many of those ten things and yep. try to do them all at once, and then they wonder why it didn't work, and then they lose their yeah. you know the air just deflates out of the right. balloon. And so this idea of actually desi- having the patience and the belief and building the a kind of consortium approach that allows you to start, iterate, reflect, and keep going, mm-hmm. um, I think is what's most often overlooked. Thank you so much for coming by and talking with you us today. You are so welcome. It was fun. Thank you. All right. Thanks.